everyone. Welcome to the L7C podcast with your host today, the Captain Byron. Uh, today we have an incredibly special episode today. Today is September 19th, also known as Batman Day. Uh, right now we have our resident Batman expert, Martin. How you doing? Good, man. How are you doing today? Good, good. Just enjoying the day. Enjoying good Batman Day. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about all things Batman today. Um, so why is today called Batman Day? Alright, so it first started July 23rd, 2014. Uh, that was the year of Batman's 75th anniversary. Okay. Um, when he first appeared in Detective Comics in 1939. And they made the day to match Comic-Con that year. Okay. Because it was Comic-Con, like, oh, 75th anniversary, Comic-Con, cool, let's just mix it up. But then since then, it's always been on the third Saturday of September, so in 2015, it was on 9 2016, it was 9 2017 was 9 2018, 9 2019, 9 21, and this year it's on 9 uh, 19. So that's how Batman Day started off the 75th anniversary back in 2014. Okay, so 75 plus years of Batman. Wow, I didn't know he's been around that long. Well, now it's about 80, because that was, that was uh, six years yeah, ago. Six years ago, so we're mm-hmm. in the 80th, 81st. Mm-hmm. Wow. Happy birthday, Batman. <laughs> um, so when did your love for Batman start? I would say it started about when I was younger with the Batman animated series. Okay. With Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, and them boys. Uh, that show was fantastic. And then it really grew to higher levels when I started reading the graphic novels and the comics and things like that. And then it just shot over the moon after the Batman Arkham Asylum, the game, and then also with the Dark Knight trilogy, and that just really pushed it over the moon. Yeah, I started with the Batman animated series, and that's when I started liking Batman, because I didn't read any of the comics or Mm -hmm. like any of the graphic novels. Um, So that's like when I started, when the animated series came out. So what would you say is your favorite Batman comic? So I had to really think. I wanted to see if I was going to go far back or if it was something recent. And the one I actually decided on my favorite comics was actually the Batman comic number 36 and 37 of Tom King's run that started in 2016. Uh, Super Friends Part 1 and 2. Basics, the gist of this story is um, Batman and Catwoman are engaged. Okay. and And it's a thing about... Batman hasn't called Superman to tell him he's engaged. And um, it's really cool because you're seeing like both their significant others. Lois is telling Superman to call Batman. Catwoman's Uh telling Batman to call Superman. And then on separate pages, they're showing what the other really thinks about the other person. Um, Batman saying, who am I to him? I, why should I call him to Tell him I'm engaged. I'm nothing. He's like the savior of the planet. Uh-huh. And then Superman saying, like, who am I to him? Everyone wants to be him. Um, he was the one who lost his parents. And, like, they're telling each other's backstories to their significant other. And it's super cool. And then when they get to the point, they both say that the other man is a better man than he is. And iconically enough, they both end up in the same spot. They were uh-huh. both going to the same location. So then now with them all meeting, it was an awkward silence. Then the girl's like, oh, I'm Selena. I'm Lois. And then the next chapter, they go on a double date to a carnival. 
where you can't get in the carnival unless you dress up like a superhero. Okay. So they don't dress up as he, as themselves. They dress up as each other. Wow. So Bruce goes as Superman and Clark goes as Batman. So they just give each other their uniforms. And then they're there just doing carnival stuff. Lois and Selina are there getting drunk, having fun. And then Batman and Superman are having this bet saying that Batman couldn't hit a pitch as Superman threw him a pitch. <laughs> and then Superman's talking about, like, you, out of all people, engaged. And then he's like, well, when I fall, she catches me. Then she, uh, Catwoman says the same line to uh, Lois Lane. So then at the end, they're all having fun. They throw the pitch, and Batman actually hits the pitch. So it's really cool just seeing what they think of each other. And I would recommend anyone who's into the whole Batman, Superman, like, friendship, rivalry, whatever, to really read that chapter to see what they think of each other. Awesome. I think you've shared that with our nerd group chat mm-hmm. before that scene of them talking about mm-hmm. each other and the respect they have for each other. So I would definitely would want to read. Um, and then what would you say is your favorite uh, graphic novel? Graphic novel, I struggled. Uh, everyone usually picks The Killing Joke um, yes. just because of the premise of that Joker really explaining it only takes one bad day to ruin your life, which mm-hmm. is true. And then other people always pick out of that one, Batman Hush, the story of Hush. Mm-hmm. My one I would pick is Batman the Long Halloween. Um, it's basically a year of the holiday killer where a person kills someone on every holiday. And it's Batman. Um, if you've watched The Dark Knight, that scene where it's Batman, Gordon, and Harvey Dent on top of a roof. Yeah, That scene was taken out of the Long Halloween. Okay. So that's one of those things connection there. But yeah, it's really cool seeing Batman try and solve who's been killing people on holidays every time. And then there are other villains. They're trying to break the crime uh, syndicate in Gotham, like Sal Maroney, all of them. So that's a that's probably my favorite graphic novel. And because it's Halloween in there, and Halloween's one of my favorite holidays. Awesome, awesome. I haven't read the Killing Joke graphic novel, but I've seen the movie mm-hmm. um how different is the movie from the graphic novel well first the whole barbara gordon and batman having sex is not in the graphic novel at all <laughs> okay that was just added there was just so much added filler from they added into that movie i remember watching that movie and an old lady's like that's not what happened in the book and i was like yep you're right about that but the book but besides that yeah the premise is still the same Barbara gets shot by Joker and makes her paralyzed. Jim uh-huh. he takes Jim Gordon. It's all about him trying to show Batman that just one bad day can break you. So then you really see like their relationship. And it's also at the end where Batman catches Joker. It's one of the times that Joker actually makes Batman laugh. So it just yeah. shows their relationship. I mean, I thought I, I enjoyed the movie um, mm-hmm. for what it was. Like that. I didn't read the graphic novel, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a, a good movie. And then I also will say, graphic novel-wise, another top one's always The the Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. Okay, okay. Which revitalized comics in the late 80s, nice. early 90s. Um, so, segue I'm from Killing Joke movie, what would you say is your favorite Batman movie? So I split this up into two. I had animated and live action. Okay. Um, animated, Under the Red Hood. Um, I think that story of Jason Todd, I think they adapted that perfectly into the animated movie so that'd be my favorite and then live action would be the dark knight just because 
I mean, Heath Leather, Joker, all the things that movie achieved going forward. When I think about comic book, even movies, I know there's we have like AD and like BC and stuff yeah. like that. Mine is before Dark Knight, after Dark Knight, because uh-huh. superhero movies changed a lot after Dark Knight than what they were before the Dark Knight. Yeah. So that was the turning point of superhero movies. So that'd be my favorite live action and animated one. Okay. Um, and I would say the Dark Knight did, like you said, did change comic book movies forever. Like it was a successful, like pretty mm-hmm. comic book movie. Like before that, you never saw that. It was mm-hmm. all like happy and just, but I think it did, like I said, just changed the world forever. Yeah, because, I mean, The Dark Knight was nominated for eight Oscars. Uh-huh. It won two. It was the first superhero movie to eclipse a billion dollars. Yep. It was the highest grossing superhero movie until 2012's Avengers. So, and then even 2008 when The Dark Knight's booming like that, people also forget that Iron Man came out in 2008. And that wasn't even the top superhero movie of 2008. Uh-huh. It was The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight was the highest grossing overall movie that year. So it is a lot of history with that movie. And obviously the soundtrack with Hans Zimmer is just top Hans notch. Hans Zimmer is a great comp- So yeah, it yeah. changed the game. I mean, that's how the MCU was coming in and they were going against that. And then when the MCU hit Avengers in 2012, that's also when the Dark Knight Rises was. So their only formal competition was heading out the door at that time. Yep, yep. Um, and then what would you say is your favorite Batman TV show? I think it's the animated series, the original one, Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, as I spoke about earlier. There's some other good ones that people sleep on, like Beware the Batman was only a season. That was good. Uh, uh-huh. The Batman, that's a good, good one. And then even if you don't count them as like Batman series, which they're not, things that he was in, obviously the Justice League cartoon. Yep. Uh, Justice League Unlimited, but those are top ones. But the animated series was the clear cut best one. That's the Goat Batman show. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Hamill plays a excellent Joker, yeah. and of course Kevin Conroy is the Goat Batman. Mm-hmm. And then you talked about uh, some of the Batman games earlier. What would you say your favorite Batman game is? I think my overall favorite just Batman game is Arkham City. The second of the Arkham trilogy, the main one from Rocksteady. And I think that one, because it was so game-changing, the fact that you had that bigger city surrounding, and the fact that Arkham Asylum was good, but from how they raised the bar from Asylum to City, you're just like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. And then with all the different villains, the ending was an ending no one expected with Joker dying. Mm -hmm. No one expected that, and that ending left everyone shocked. Thinking if they're even going to come back and make a third one after yep. that. Combat was smoother. Um, graphics were better. So Arkham City, I felt like, was the my favorite one. I really do like all of them, but just City sticks out. Origins gets a bad rap because it was made by Montreal, but I liked a lot of things Origins did. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, the fast travel with the, with the bat plane. And then also with Origins, there was always like, even after you beat the game, you could be traveling around and there'd be a random crime yep. and you'd have to go stop it, which is something that Spider-Man PS4 adopted yep. that after you beat the game, you could still fly around and stop random crimes. And they didn't have that in 
Arkham Knight, and I feel like that's the thing Arkham Knight lacked, because once you beat Arkham Knight, and you did all the DLC, you're just in the city with a whole bunch of criminals, and you just randomly beat them up. Like, there's no, like, oh, someone's getting attacked, go stop a crime. Like, there's no other just random crimes, and I feel like that's what Knight needed, and that's what they should have took from Montreal. But Arkham uh, City was my favorite one. I think um, the whole Arkham series just came. Oh, yes. Video games. Mm -hmm. It's a great adaptation of Batman story. I mm -hmm. enjoyed fighting all the villains. Um, I think my favorite boss fight out of all four of them um, is that Mr. Freeze yes. fight. Yes. Um, where you have to use different tactics to fight him. Mm -hmm. It was a, a great addition um, to the game. And then, like, the whole combat aspect, you see that combat in other games they like the free like, flowing the and free flowing like the marvel spider-man game that yeah. came out just free flowing action made you feel like that so i think all four of them are pretty good yeah he changed the game i mean with the video games changed the game for superhero video games and the movies changed the game for superhero movies like he's a game changer like when his stuff hits it changes the whole culture around him so even with spider-man ps4 improving on some of the stuff that arkham series didn't have and we're gonna see what gotham knights does in 2021 on how it can improve on some things of the arkham verse and even the suicide squad game in 2022 which we don't know if batman's gonna be in he should be in it so we're just gonna see how they keep improving yeah with the suicide squad game it just depends on where they set story inside the uh, Arkhamverse. Because mm -hmm. um, after Night, you play the game, and you know what happens to Batman at the end. Mm -hmm. um, so just it will be interesting to see where they place that game in the arc. Mm -hmm. Alright. Um, and then, in your opinion, who is the best bet? Well, before I answer this, um, I'm in a fans of Batman group on facebook okay. shout out to all of them this question is always the most controversial question amongst any batman fan because their interpretation of the character is different for each fan uh -huh. because of each comic adaption and i've always had an issue with this because people will post like a picture of from something from the comic and be like oh my gosh this person looks exactly like bruce wayne uh -huh. in the comic and i'm just like well that's a different artist there's that anyone yeah. can draw them in a different thing so this is always a hot topic first the definitive vo voice of batman is kevin conroy yeah i mean he's just the voice he's been doing it the longest the animated series the arkham games the injustice games uh some of the animated movies the justice league tv show like he's the definitive voice of batman so there's he'll always you always have to do that caveat because he's batman yeah now my favorite and who I deem as the best live action one, and they all have their goods and their faults, was Christian, Christian Bale um, yeah. from the Dark Knight trilogy. The reason that he's my favorite and why I put him up there at the top is because he exemplified the dual personalities of Batman and the struggle of that, especially... When he comes back and Batman begins trying to find the symbol uh -huh. and then his first it's before his house gets burned down 
and he's going out being Batman and Alfred's telling him he has that name to uphold. It's his father's name. It's his grandfather's name. Uh So it's just the Wayne last name is just as important as Batman. And even seeing how his consequences is Batman affect his life as Bruce Wayne in the second movie when uh, Rachel Dawes dies. Uh And he's just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And Alfred's telling him that's the reason Batman was created. He could be the outcast. He can make the decisions. No one can. The right one. So seeing that journey from that and then you see you finally get to see things and the batman begins of him training to be batman you never saw that in any other movies you just saw him the movie happened he's batman yada yada batman begins shows the training and like he really puts effort into bruce wayne and just batman i know some people don't like the voice but to be a monster to beat monsters you got to be a monster so he has that voice and you're like oh this guy's crazy so he's always been my favorite. I mean, even when he was filming, he had on his trailer Bruce Wayne. He didn't have Christian Bale. So that's that's who I think played him the best. And I know a lot of people, um, old school people, Michael Keaton. And I respect Michael Keaton. Even the older school people, Adam West, because uh-huh. he was the first one to really make it like popular like that. But Adam West wasn't really like a Batman how you would picture Batman. He's all yeah. dancing and doing the pals and Yeah. So that's not who you really picture that. And Michael is fine too. And then people with Ben Affleck, you either love him or you hate him. In my group I see so many people love that guy and so <laughs> many people hate that guy. And I think Ben Ben is all right. He, he wrestling terms, he had very bad booking. Yes. Um and they, he very bad booking. And even Christian's thing, the emphasis of Batman's number one rule that he doesn't kill, that was emphasized the whole trilogy. Uh-huh. And Batman just shows determination, um, perseverance, and all that. And I felt like Christian showed all of that. And we'll be interested to see what Robert does in his turn. So what do you, who do you like? Man, I think I like Christian a lot for what he did bring to the role of, like the role of Batman and Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's probably my top. I did see like the ones with Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer and then George Clooney. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of like live action Batman, um, but Christian Bale is is one of my favorites because I also like him as an actor. Yeah, um, I think he just played that role really really well, um, and I didn't mind the voice uh, at all. It's so quotable. Everything right. and everything in that trilogy is so quotable and good quotable and meme quotable. Uh-huh. And there's just so much things that he did that sometimes I'm like, eh, you guys pay some respect, but <laughs> teach their own. Like, what anyone says, besides Kevin being the definitive Batman, there's no like true definitive like actor with Batman. It's like almost the same thing as like Spider Man, where it could be anyone uh-huh. underneath that mask. It's just do you exemplify the determination, grit, perseverance of Batman, like the message of him, then anyone could play him, and then it's just up to your personal preference. Sure, sure, sure. And what would be your favorite Batman villain? Well, the most iconic one is the Joker, obviously. Obviously. He's the most iconic one. My favorite is Roz, or if you call him Raish, Roz or Raish, Al Ghul. He is actually my favorite Batman villain. And the reason he is my favorite is because he is someone 
from the jump, he already knew who Batman was. And he's someone that, if you even watch the trilogy, that Batman was kind of looking up to as a mentor, things like that. And he's not that much different, even comic-wise, than Bruce Wayne, that they both want to help, and they have all these resources. They're both expert combatants. Everything is just Roz is like an eco-terrorist, and Bruce Wayne is not. And also, you have that dynamic of one of your greatest enemies is the grandfather to your son. Yep. Since him and our Raisha's daughter, Talia Ghul have the child Damian Wayne together. So you're like, that's a very funny, awkward Thanksgiving when it's a guy who's trying to blow up the world is the grandpa to your kid. <laughs> so I've always liked Raisha. My favorite one. I don't think I have a favorite one. Mm-hmm. I like Joker. I like Clayface. I like how they did Scarecrow um, mm-hmm. in the Batman games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll say those are my top three. And then I think one that always needs to get some more respect, Mr. Freeze. Because Mr. Freeze. sometimes he's not even really a villain. Like He just wants to save his wife. Yeah, And they make a... that known in the video games, too. And it's like, oh, you feel so bad. Feel so bad for him. I really hope they do another Mr. Freeze, uh, like live action Mr. Freeze. Cause oh. They have a Arnold version, but yeah. I would see, like to see another uh, version um, where it's more, I guess, like Arkham game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Definitely, absolutely. And then, what is your favorite suit? So I had two. Um, put down the Arkham Knight suit that you get when you get the new when you get Arkham Knight you have that scene where you get the new suit uh-huh. that suit is fire um, all the mechanics that go into it some of like the Dark Knight Trilogy stuff with the triweet like all that stuff and the flexible plates he looks menacing he moves quicker he's taking people down he has the armor some people I do know like don't like it when Batman has some armor, which I get it, but it makes no sense if he doesn't, since right. he's a mortal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just a normal... Well, he's not a normal guy by any means because of his skills and intelligence, but he's just a human being. So if he's getting punched by metahumans, you're going to need some extra padding. Yeah. So that one. And then one that people don't talk about a lot is the Batman Insider suit. So the insider suit is basically, it doesn't have like the bat ears or anything like that. Okay. It's basically a suit that um, has super abilities through high power technology. And I'm just going to read some of the abilities. It has a spectral mode for night operations, things like that. It also has a speed force mode designed by the flash that gives the wearer limiter access to the speed force. Wow. He has a heat vision mode, obviously inspired by the Kryptonian ability that it could shoot. Uh, beams out of its eyes. Willpower mode. That's inspired by the Green Lanterns. That uh, the suit possesses. Mounted energy weapon that mimics the lantern's abilities. It has camouflage mode. Inspired by Martian Manhunter. To be invisible. It has a basically a lie detector mode. Inspired by Wonder Woman's Lasso of Truth. So that there's a core that it can throw to you. And it's like connected to all these lie detectors. To see if you're lying or not. Uh-huh. Then it has like a flight mode. Which is. Standard for a lot of meta-class humans. And he hasn't worn it that much, but that suit has always been one of my favorite suits. And I wish I could see it in live action one day, or in a movie, or a game. 
those are one of the things I wish to see in the future. Insider suit sounds very powerful. You're basically just a walking Justice League on your own. Yeah, the problem is it kind of runs on batteries. Ah. So you have to kind of plug it into the wall to charge. I mean, so I guess that's the a, problem. I need a weak point. <laughs> right, right. Or just be overpowered. I mean, mm-hmm. we wear that suit all the time. Um, the only suit I know of is the Hellbat armor. Yes. So that one was forged in the sun by Superman and also has, and it was forged by all his Justice League people so that Batman could fight larger scale threats. Okay. Um, we're talking like dark side level uh-huh. people so that he could fight them on a somewhat equal playing field. The problem with that suit is it extracts some of his life force. Okay. So it's not really something that he could just patrol in Gotham all the time. But it's a, it's probably his second most powerful suit than the final bat suit that was debuted in the Justice League comic um, 38, I believe. So, yeah, it's probably the second strongest. What is the final bat suit? So the final bat suit was a suit created in their run when they went to the sixth dimension. Um, it was created by the Batman of that universe, and then our current Batman went solid. With the World Forager, World Forager is the monitor and anti-monitor's brother. Okay. So he's the one who slams his hammer and lets you know that a crisis is coming. And okay. if you know DC, when you hear crisis, that's bad. You know it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the final bat suit has the ability to rewrite reality itself, cell for cell. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's not like a suit where it's just like his normal, like, 6162 frame. It's like a Megazord site oh. suit. And he's fighting the and like he's fighting the Justice League, and, and he's taking it easy on him, because he could just rewrite their reality if he wants to, but he's just stalling for time. So that is the most powerful suit. Don't know if we'll ever see it again, but, yeah, that's the strongest. Well, I'm sure there will be another crisis. I have to bring yeah. it out or find a more powerful suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Crisis. The only Crisis, I mean, Crisis of Infinite Earth. They, That's the top know, one. Top one. They just did a live action version of that on the mm-hmm. Arrowverse. Mm-hmm. Um, that was how I was introduced to the Crisis of Infinite Earths. But I would like to read that comic storyline mm-hmm. just to see how it differentiates between live action and what was on the comics. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean, Crisis on Infinite Earths is obviously the biggest one. There's Final Crisis. That's the one where Batman breaks one of his rules, and he shoots a um, bullet at Darkseid, and then Darkseid shoots Batman back in time. And he basically makes Batman a ticking history time bomb. So if Batman doesn't find himself from the prehistoric age, if he can't get back from the prehistoric age all the way to the current age, he blows up and destroys all of history. So he comes back... From pre, he fights his way from the dawn dinosaur age, all the way back to the current age, and helps them thwart Dark Side's plans. I'm gonna have to read that yeah, one too. It's, that it's crazy. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, is there anything else you wanted to talk about, Batman? That's all the questions I had. Yeah, uh, just with he's surpassed just being a comic book character. Obviously, he's a cultural icon. I mean, he has his freaking block at the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame or whatever that thing is. He's like the first superhero, the only one currently who has that, who's on the Hall of Fame there. And yeah, it's just the point of Batman, which people need to understand is that it's not about the 
gadgets and the money. It's about a guy who lived through a tragedy and doesn't want that tragedy to happen to anyone else. So he tr- and the way that he does it, obviously, because comics and he trains himself in a way that he can prevent that. So he is showing the pinnacle of what just us normal people can achieve when we put our minds to it. And that's the main premise of Batman, and people need to understand that. And shout out to the fans of Batman group. You guys are always posting great Batman stuff. Their debates are intense. And I just sit there and read them all and (laughs) think of my own opinions in my head. And you guys are great, too. And thank you for having me on the episode on Batman Day. I greatly appreciate it. Anytime. Um, Thank you for being on it. No problem. Anytime. Anytime. And in closing, happy Batman Day. Happy Batman Day. Uh, Everyone check out the other stuff on these on the L7C podcast. They have a lot of great content. Dragon Ball Z, Marvel's Avengers, sports, wrestling. Check them out. And thank you guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.